Welcome back to the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, Henry Anderson on the pod. Thanks for joining us. Bro, appreciate y'all having me. We are, are in the Bet MGM Casino Studio. Rate us, review us, NewYorkJets.com, YouTube, Apple Podcast. All right, Henry. Uh, we're recording this before Thanksgiving. I just wanted to be known. So your Thanksgiving plans entail Frankie Louvu on the grill. Why? Yes. So it's going to be not your traditional Thanksgiving meal. We'll still have some some of the traditional sides. Like we'll have sweet potato casserole. We'll have some mashed potatoes. We'll have um, some of the. We'll have some pies and stuff for dessert. But instead of, and we'll, I think we're gonna have ham as well. But instead of the turkey, I think we're gonna have a little Hawaiian uh, Hawaiian barbecue, which is Frankie's specialty. And have you had any of it before? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh really? He, he yeah, I love it. it. I'm like obsessed. It's like my favorite. It's like my favorite dish now. Like is <laughs> is his? He does these chicken thighs that he marinates in his. His secret family recipe that he refuses to give me, because uh, I've asked him numerous times for it, but he never gives it to me. But uh, yeah, he marinates it overnight and puts it on the grill, and it's just incredible. It's like I don't know Hawaiian barbecue. I don't think is big out out here on the East Coast. I would say it's not. Yeah, when I was at Stanford, it's like it's really popular out in California, okay. and there's a lot of restaurants out there that that are Hawaiian barbecue restaurants. So um, anyway, I'm looking forward to that meal because. I haven't had his his uh, Hawaiian barbecue in in probably a couple months. Does so. his Hawaiian barbecue recipe trump some of the Hawaiian barbecue that you've had, uh, let's say at Stanford? Oh yeah, really? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like that good. Yeah, it is. It's incredible. And wow. I'm, I'm telling you, I've tried to get this recipe from him so many times, <laughs> and he just won't give it to it, me. Is Frankie one of the most well liked guys in the locker room? It feels that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's uh he's just a chill dude, like. I feel like any a lot of the Polynesian guys that I played with in the league and in college are just kind of like the chill kind of island vibe guys. So yeah. they're always fun to be around. And uh, yeah, Frankie's Frankie's an awesome dude. We all love him. I feel like I'd want Frankie, like if I had a barbecue or like a beach barbecue, I'd want Frankie on the grill and Frankie DJing because I feel like he's oh, got yeah. some real island vibes. Yeah, he does. He does. We had a barbecue. Uh, this was like right after the preseason at Leo's. Um, and Frankie, uh, like, I felt bad because Frankie was on the grill for like hours just cooking his. Tray. I felt like I like should have paid him or something because he was just. Was anybody on the grill. talking to him? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was like, I mean, the grill was in the middle of where everyone was sitting, but like okay. we're all just sitting there crushing food, and Frankie's like laboring over the grill for hours. I was like, Dude, I feel like he loves that though. Yeah, he, no, he does. Yeah. He does. I think he likes the fact that we all are like obsessed with it. Cause like it's not just me that loves the chicken. Like everybody that eats it loves the yeah. chicken. You just so. you just mentioned Leonard Williams, who of course was traded a few weeks back to the Crosstown Giants. Uh, what's the relationships like with you guys along the defensive line? Because you were at the radio show inside the Jets across the street of Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel Monday nights. Uh, <laughs> you along Plug with it up. Steve McClendon, uh, Florenzo Fadakasi, Nathan Shepard. You guys really seem like a tight group. Yeah, we are. We uh, we get along great together. Um, obviously – uh, you know, losing Leo was, was tough cause we were all really close with him and he was such a good dude. Um, we all still keep in touch with them. And like, I've been talking to some of the other guys on the, on the line. We all text him pretty much every week, just checking in on oh, him really? and seeing how he's doing. So, um, so we still keep up with him, but yeah, I mean, we just, we, ha we, we hang out together. Um, we all get along together. We're all, um, 
I mean, we bunch of good dudes up front. Like no one, no one's like kind of doing their own thing. Like not really hanging out with the other guys. So we're all, we're just a tight knit group. Um, we spend a lot of time together, obviously in the building, and then um, we'll do some stuff outside the building as well. And um, yeah, it's a, we've all got good relationships, and uh, I think that's that's uh, that's important. What well, kind of activities do you, do you guys do outside the building? I'm I'm sure that involves eating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if it includes Frankie on the grill, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I he's, mean, he's an honorary member of the defensive line, I guess. Yeah, obviously eating. Uh, we'll we'll have some barbecues. Like we'll go out to eat at, at restaurants, and like sometimes if we're if we're playing an away game and we get in. Uh, we get into that city early. We'll go all we'll we'll go eat together somewhere. Um, this off season, so yeah, I mean most of the time it's it's eating related, uh, which doesn't come as a surprise. This this off season, like during OTAs, we went paintballing together. Oh, I did remember you? that. I remember fun. that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was although actually no, it wasn't paint. It wasn't paintball. It was like it was like rubber pellets or something that uh that. Yeah, that hurt pretty bad. Did it really? Jordan Jenkins snuck up behind me one time and and popped me a few times. Damn. And uh, I had some welts for a few days. Who so. uh, who else is good at the rubber pellet ball? Who else was good? I was actually I'm I'm gonna give myself a little credit. I was out there being being pretty uh pretty strategic out. I was doing my my <laughs> army crawl. I could definitely for, see Jordan because we just had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago when we talked about his military background so yeah that, that's part of his dna yeah no he was he was good though he he pulled a nice little flank on me at the end of one game and uh but yeah the guns just kept it was funny because like it was i forget how many it was like maybe seven on seven like we just split it up so it was seven on seven and the guns would always just keep jamming like they were just they were not great guns and they would always keep jamming and uh i remember it was like four on one at the end of the game on in one game, and I snuck up, flanked this dude. I like I'm staring at him like he turns around, he sees me, he's like surprised, and I try to pop him. My gun jams, and I'm like, God. and then he turns around and like shoots me three times. I'm like, and then right. you get the welts. Yeah, <laughs> Th- that's not right. Um, who's the funniest guy up front? Hmm funniest dude i mean quinn is pretty funny is he yeah like <laughs> does, he, does he try does to he be always funny yeah, yeah right he, yeah i think he does but like he's just naturally funny too i always just <laughs> laugh at like his his accent his southern his southern draw is is always funny to me just the way he <laughs> some of the words that he, like the way he pronounces words is i'm i just I don't know. I'm easily amused, but it's <laughs> it's pretty funny to me. You know, I've I've wanted to know this for uh, a couple of years now since you got traded um, here in Indianapolis. You hurt your throat. Yeah. In the moment that you get hurt, like, can you physically tell people what's wrong with you, or are you like so much in pain that you're just like pointing to nah. your neck? Okay. That was, it was just something where like I feel like if someone were to give you like a quick little chop in the throat, you'd be like it it'd kinda take you aback for a second and then you'd just be back to normal in a couple minutes. And that's kinda what it was like for me. Like I got hit and then I was kinda running like the quarterback threw it, I turned and run to the ball and I'm like, that kinda felt weird my throat and then I was like, It's nothing. Like you, I didn't think you could do anything to your throat anyway. <laughs> and then uh yeah, like that was in the first half, and by halftime it was like starting to hurt, like drink water and stuff, and then 
in the third quarter, I made a tackle and I got up and like screamed. And as I screamed, like my voice just cut out in the middle of my scream, which was weird. And I was like, oh, something might not be right. And like, it just kept hurting worse and worse as I was trying to like drink water on the sideline. And I just like, I still didn't really think anything of it. I just thought it was maybe swollen or whatever. And then, uh, after the game, it was like bad. Like I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't swallow it all. And, uh, the doctors were like, yeah, why don't you come in tomorrow? We'll check it out. And they didn't seem like too concerned about it and got it scanned and ended up being bad. But yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a th- one of those things where like I knew immediately that it was okay. like, yeah, that it was bad. But looking back at it, was that, because I know a lot of people term that potentially career threatening. Was that the case? Uh, no, they said, I mean, it, it, it uh, no, it wasn't career threatening. They said like, if, I was. I think I got kind of lucky because they said it could be like life threatening because, like, obviously, the thing that I that I fractured, I fractured like cartilage, and the cartilage that I fractured protects your windpipe. Right. And so once it's fractured, if it gets hit again, like, the cartilage can collapse your windpipe and like you can stop breathing. So the the doctors were explaining that to me, and I was like, I got pretty lucky there. Um, cause I played like another half on that and luckily didn't get hit there again. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they said it happens a lot, like in car accidents, like people whiplash and like hit their throat on like the steering wheel or something. Um, and people can like die because like it collapses their windpipe well, and they can't breathe. So have you ever got hit in the throat in a game after that? Yeah. Well, I, I get so paranoid about it too. Cause like, <laughs> I, that's yeah, natural. I, it's like I played ice hockey. I was a goalie. Anytime I get hit upstairs like yeah. in the neck area like okay what's happening now? yeah i feel like my throat is like swallowing and <laughs> closing as we're talking about this <laughs> they did say it happens in hockey a lot too with the puck like yes. coming up and hitting them that that injury does happen a lot in hockey <laughs> uh, but no like it'll i'll get hit in practice sometimes and like i'll like have to kind of wiggle it around and make sure it's okay and i'll still i, I think i kind of piss our doctors off a little bit because i'm always kind of coming up to them like hey like is my throat good? And they're like, yeah, dude, you're fine. Like, quit worrying about it. How, how does a dude who grew up in Georgia end up at Stanford? Yeah. Um, so I liked uh, – Jim Harbaugh was there at the time, uh, and he had, he was kind of starting to turn that program around. Yeah. They won, like, I think one game uh, a few years before I committed, uh, and he was slowly starting to, to turn that program around. The year before I committed, they went to a bowl game, and uh, – he was just a good recruiter. Like I liked his competitive attitude and uh, I really liked what, what he was doing with, with the program. And I think the biggest thing, like the biggest thing too, was, um, was just the education that, that Stanford provided. I went to private school in Atlanta and education was important to me. So uh, I had some people close to me tell me that if I turned down a free full scholarship to Stanford, I'd be stupid. So <laughs> Tried to follow that advice. Did Harbaugh actually come into your house during the recruitment period? Did he have that opportunity to not only talk to you but impress mom and dad? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. He uh I remember he had dinner. Uh yeah, we had dinner together and he ate a lot of food. I think he ate the most food out of anybody <laughs> there. And we had another there was another offensive lineman that committed to Stanford with me who was from Atlanta and he came with his parents. So we were all at the dinner table, and Harbaugh ate more than any of us. Um, and then what was his pitch? I don't Do remember. You remember. But Do you remember I just what remember you were he, eating? I think it was, I think it was like a beef tenderloin. 
if okay. I remember correctly. I could be totally wrong there because it was That's... probably about <laughs> 10 years ago. But he did eat a lot, and then we <laughs> we went upstairs and watched Modern Family for did you really? Oh, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now does Harbaugh talk during the episode or does he just take it in and smile or is he outwardly laughing? How does he take I'm it? Not, I, I don't remember. All right, well, I don't remember. Since, since we brought up Modern Family, now I have it's to It's the know. last year, isn't it? I don't know. Okay. But, but what I do want to know is I want to create, like, uh, I, w- I want to match someone in, in the locker room to a character in Modern Family. So, like, who's the Phil Dunphy? Who's Jay Pritchett? Who's um? That'd be awfully l- difficult, I'd say. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I figure. Who would? Uh... Or what's the easiest pairing? How about that? It doesn't need to be all of them, but what's the most, the one that comes to mind most naturally? Who would uh Phil Dunphy be? I don't know. I don't. Maybe. You got any ideas? I don't. I can't think of anything. Someone that's uh, I don't know. Well, Dunphy's such a nice guy. I'm just thinking of someone that's like, he's funny. Yeah, but kind of like spacey, right? Wouldn't you consider Phil kind of spacey? I don't know. Yeah. Can, can he use the word dork in, in, yeah. in these these times? I don't know. I, I, I want to be politically correct. I, th- I think dork more... is fine. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the, little I'd dirty. say Q is like the who's the little who's the the Manny. Yeah, <laughs> Q yeah. is Manny. Yeah, <laughs> Q is Manny. <laughs> Okay, I see that. Th- th- that's funny. Uh, were you disappointed, then? You're there a year, and Harbaugh says, hey, it's time for me to go. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, God. Thanks new, for the tenderloin. New, <laughs> and, and new coaching staff. Who's this David Shaw guy? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – I guess it was something that had been kind of tossed around while I was getting recruited that he was he was like a hot coaching prospect and um, could potentially leave, so – uh yeah, I mean it, after after the after my red shirt year, he did end up leaving, and um it was definitely different because Coach Shaw was kind of the polar opposite of Harbaugh. He's more of a calm, relaxed dude. He right. doesn't really show much emotion on the sideline, and obviously Harbaugh is the the total opposite. So, um, but no, it was good. I, Coach Shaw's Coach Shaw's done an awesome job there. They've they've had a little trouble this year, but um. But I enjoyed all five of my years there, and uh, I'm definitely glad with that decision. What about your education? Why poli sci? You said Stanford. It was important <laughs> yeah. to you to get that education and not turn down an offer. Yeah. What did you take from classes there, and why did you opt to go in that direction? Yeah. So my dad, my dad went to law school. He did poli sci. My dad's an attorney. He went to he went to University of Wisconsin, and he did poli sci, and ended up going to law school. So I. I had I was kind of thinking along those lines, and uh, well, initially at Stanford, I wanted to do kind of like the business management degree, but I took I think one math class, and I was like, yeah, but this this is gonna be too hard for me because the <laughs> the math and science classes at Stanford are like stupid, like yeah, yeah, unbelievably hard, and I just didn't have the time to to like to study and and put in the work that I, that I needed to do well in those classes. So I was like, I, I got to do something else. And so, uh, I was pretty good at writing papers and that's pretty much all political science is, is just reading <laughs> and writing papers. So that's what I ended up, I ended up doing and, uh, ended up doing pretty well. And like the classes were interesting too. Like it's, it's a lot of cool stuff that they cover in, in some of those classes. So, yeah. Would you, uh, would you ever think of pursuing law after this is all said and Probably done? not. No? Probably not. <laughs> 
I don't know if I'd want to go through law school. Like I got some friends that are that are going through that right now, and doesn't sound like the most the most fun. Yeah. So I don't think I'm gonna probably not gonna do that. <laughs> All right. How about uh? I want I wanted to bring up the your off season after you hurt your voice, you get traded here, you put on weight, you lose weight, you put on weight. First of all, in the initial moment where you know you have to put on weight again after losing all of it, are you just like, like you you got to give me a break? And like, what is your, what do you do? What was your diet? Yeah, I mean, it was frustrating because I did, I, I like I spent the whole off season from like pretty much the time I got hurt, so pretty much from like November through, um, let's see, April, like just eating. Like my mom's a pastry chef, like I've told you before, oh, yeah. and she would always have desserts. Like, cause I would, I, I went home to Atlanta that off season. I was training in Atlanta. I was staying with my parents, and she always had desserts. Like, and I would always have to turn them down. Like, no, I'm like, I'm gonna get to this weight. Like, I want to show the, I want to show the GM and the coaches that like I'm, I'm committed to to what they want out of me. And uh, that, of course, is in Indianapolis as they're yeah. shifting defensive yeah. fronts. Yep. So, um. So yeah, I was just eating really like just really healthy that whole off season and and I'd have like one cheat meal a week, but that was that was pretty much it for for the whole off season and uh so yeah, it was frustrating just because I I spent so much time and and dedicated myself that whole off season to losing the weight and getting to the to a certain weight that I that I wanted to be at and then I was there for like less than a week during the off season program and then they uh, they traded me and yeah, I knew once, once I got traded and I, the Jets were a three, four, which is the, the old defense that we ran in Indy, uh, that I would have to put the weight back on. And I was like, God, You're like, I could have, be... I could have had all those desserts that mom yeah. was offering me. I know. Should've, so <laughs> I just went back home in June and got it. I know that's what I should have done. <laughs> I did go on a, I mean, one of the things that did help me is I went after, so I got traded here, went through all OTAs and minicamp, and after minicamp, I went a week to like an all-inclusive resort and just crushed food. <laughs> so that that got my weight up a little bit. Um, but yeah, for me, it's like it's hard for me to keep my weight up to begin with. Like I, I have to eat just constantly to keep my weight up. So I knew if I had to add weight instead of just like maintain, it was going to be be really hard. So yeah, I was. My my coach would always my D line coach would always joke with me during OTAs because I'd be out there like puking during like OTAs aren't that hard like yeah. you're in helmets and jerseys like you're not in full pads or anything and I'm out there puking going through like pretty simple drills and he's like you you had drinking last night I'm like no I'm just trying to crush like a big a huge meal before I come out here like my stomach's just like engorged with food so I was just always like. I was just always having to eat, and it was yeah, it was not fun. There's gonna be a lot of people jealous of you when you say that I have to eat a ton <laughs> just, well, just to keep my weight up. Yeah, I but imagine it, it's got, that's got to be the case even now during the regular season. Though you're so active. Yeah, and it's it, it's it was hard then, and it's still hard now because I'm trying to eat like clean food, yeah. and when you're eating grilled chicken and like brown rice and veggies, if you need to get the calories like necessary to to like keep your weight up like you have to eat a ton of that right or just constantly be eating like different like smaller meals throughout the day which is harder to do during the season but yeah so i tried to do that for a little bit and then i was like this i can't eat enough of this healthy food so i kind of 
I relax my diet restrictions <laughs> a little bit to, I can't to eat get enough the calories. Of healthy food. What is your last meal of the day typically, like in season? It's I just have like a I have a protein shake before bed, like nine o'clock, ten o'clock, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, usually a pretty big dinner and then protein shake. Does it almost feel like a chore to eat that much? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I'm again, it's I'm. Like I'll if I'm out at a steakhouse or something, I can just I can eat a ton. Yeah. But if I'm eating healthier food, I don't really like I don't love eating well grilled that, chicken right. or fish or So you're a young dude still. Six foot six, how much do you weigh? It's about two eighty five now. So two eighty five, what do you think your walking around weight would be if you didn't have to force it? Probably two fifty or less than that? Probably like two fifty five, yeah. You know what fascinates me about you is you participated in track and field growing up, but as a runner, this dude's <laughs> six foot six. You running like short relays? Is that true? <laughs> I mean, we were, we no. So I mean, did you, did you go you, to a small I school? You said you went to a private school. You, I mean, you might have some faulty sources. Okay, there. good. Because I did do, they call them fat man relays. Because <laughs> I was a thrower, so I threw like shot put and discus. I was going to say, yeah. like, other than that, what the hell is he yeah. doing? And I, I did do a couple fat man relays, which was four by, like four by ones. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I did that. And I did run like a 200, like the 200 meter, I think a couple times, but I got toasted. Um, yeah, but four by 100. Yeah, but. I, we, we were out there running like against because they do them in different like heats, you know. Yeah. And so, I think it was something where like it was kind of the one of the later heats where there's still like sprint, like there's still smaller dudes out there running, but they're just not as fast as like the top dogs. Okay. So, they I guess they didn't have enough teams to fill up the whole track, <laughs> like all the lanes. So they were just like, oh, like let's put our fat guys out there and like just have them run for fun so i think <laughs> that we, sounds so wrong we ran and i think I, I i forget which leg that i i think i i think i might have started it and uh yeah i mean i'm still at that point i was like 245 in high school or something which was pretty skinny but i was still like these dudes, dudes i was running against were less than 200 pounds but uh, anyway i tried to keep up with them for like the first little turn there and like by the time i got to the finish line i could barely like i could barely even run which was I don't know. I was it reading was, that. I was reading that. Or no, I'm like, sorry. It was a four by four, not a four by one. Okay. Which was a four by four. Like that's the whole. Like I was trying to sprint <laughs> yeah. like the entire yeah. circle of the track. Right. So I was dying. It was it was bad. <laughs> what was it? It was bad. <laughs> I couldn't stand I want, up after I, I finished. Video. Do you ever run a mile? Not not in track and field, but the timing was. Yeah, like in. Seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> which was I think I, I don't I know if I ever it. broke seven minutes. I hated the mile. You were probably terrible. good at the mile, EA. Decent, but I wasn't a track and field guy. <laughs> I, 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 but, yeah, I've always wanted to clear six, and I, I don't think I ever did. I think I was doing, like, low sixes, you know. I don't, decent, think, I don't think I've cleared eight. Yeah, but the, uh, these people running marathons are running yeah. miles in 445 or there something. Are, yeah. There are some sick people out there. <laughs> there are sick yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> That, we respect that's you, though. Not right. We respect you all. Henry, what Thanksgiving side could you eat the most of? Probably sweet potato casserole. Do I could just, yeah, sweet potato casserole with, like, some marshmallows on top. <laughs> is, yeah, that sounds I could like, eat a lot of that. No, see, I don't know how much that gets up to the northeast, the sweet potato. Really? Yeah. yeah. What's the popular, like, mashed? 
Yeah, mashed potatoes. Yeah, mashed potatoes very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do then, you call stuffing stuffing or dressing? Stuffing. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I call it stuffing too. Do you, do you yeah. consider pumpkin pie and sweet potato pie cousins, same family? Yeah. Okay. Do you like yeah. both? <laughs> I'm not. I'm more. No, I don't really like. I mean, I'll eat them. I, I like. I, they're all right. We don't like them either. Yeah. Like Wait, I'd rather no, you have. Like pumpkin, right? I like them both. Oh, I don't like either. I like them both. I think they're okay, but like I'd much rather have a a different type. Like I'm more of like a chocolate or like uh, I don't know. Even pecan pie I like better than really than like a pumpkin. I agree with that. But your mom's also pie. a pastry chef, so I feel yeah. like Thanksgiving she's probably whipping up something pretty pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, I think it's usually usually be a chocolate cream pie. I think that oh, yeah. that uh, I've told you about before. That's but a- yeah. That sounds very good. Yeah. You know what I can do without on Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving weekend? Cranberry sauce. Get it out of here. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say not, turkey. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it either. Yeah. I thought I thought for sure you were going to say turkey. Uh, have you ever <laughs> played on Thanksgiving? Mm, no. I don't what, think so. What about growing up? Did you guys have any traditions in terms of the fellows in the neighborhood you got together and play or not really? Yeah. We'd, we'd go out and just throw the foot. Like, we'd have a little football game and. During the day, and then obviously at night, um, Thanksgiving dinner, and then we'd watch the we'd watch the, the Thursday the Thursday mm-hmm. games. So right. nothing crazy though, just family in town and and uh, eating a lot of. Food. Hey, since we were talking about Stanford a little bit before, how about uh, Eli? Uh, Elon Musk went to Stanford for two days, I believe. Uh, so he never <laughs> really graduated there. Did you see the car that they just came out? The with? truck. <laughs> Did you see yeah. that? Throw the, the they yeah. throw the rocks yeah. there in a the demonstration. How does that happen? They threw the rocks yeah. at the truck because it's supposed to be unbreakable glass or windows or uh, uh, it, and it shatters. Yeah. Then they, then they try it again. It shatters again. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like the Titanic. Like oh, the Titanic can't sh- uh, it can't the ship can't sink. The ship can't sink. Boom. First time it's out. Well, he's doing quite down. well for himself, but maybe he should have stayed at Sanford a couple more days. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know what happened there. Yeah. That was like, wild, though. I feel like if they're going to throw a rock at a window, they'd want to test it be, yeah. a couple billion times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel uh, like you'd want to throw a couple rocks before you show everyone yeah. you that, throwing the rocks. Uh, so, uh, speaking of laughs, uh, can you give us any kind of glimpse into what it's like to be in a Greg Williams meeting room? Because he's so intense. You guys love him. I think everybody inside the building responds to his coaching. But with that being said, there's only so much you you can really leak out because he is uh, colorful with his word choices, right? Yeah, he is. He's uh, <laughs> he's. I mean, obviously, I can't repeat pretty no. much ninety nine percent of the things that he says in the meetings on here. But yeah, because this is not cable television. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's a funny dude though, and like obviously, he's he's I guess calmer for the most part than I was expecting. Because yeah. I saw him like I saw him on hard knocks last year. I think it was last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly yeah. last yeah. year. Yeah. So I mean I saw that and I feel like I feel like some of that was I mean, they probably picked out the most intense parts of the meeting to put on the show. Because sure. that's what I was just expecting constantly from him. And he'll be like that when he's really trying to get a point across or if we if we screw something up bad, like he's he's gonna be he's gonna be loud and he's gonna be intense. But I mean, he's pretty calm, but yeah, he he does have some interesting word choices sometimes, and I swear, like, there's once or twice a meeting where he he pulls a word out, and I'm like, is that can't be a word, <laughs> like that he completely made that up. Like, I think in on a Saturday night, 
he was talking and um he used the word safety hood and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> There's no way that's a word. So I was like, <laughs> "Did you, did I was you like, ask that, him about it after the meeting?" No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the grammar police with G Dub because I don't <laughs> yeah, want to piss him off. But he'll he'll pull some words out that I'm that I'm like I'll kind of look around and be like, see if anybody else like notices that. Usually, I think I'm the only guy that really notices the that pays uh, attention yeah, to his word choice but, uh, like that no it's fun like i'll i'll just kind of sometimes i'll just be in the back of the meeting <laughs> room like laughing to myself and no one probably knows why i, I feel like it, what would happen if greg caught you laughing uh he'd probably yell at me <laughs> and tell me to get my eyes up and pay attention i feel like uh just being out at training camp his phrasing of words is pristine like it's yeah. elite like the way that greg says something versus the way like i would say it yeah Whatever comes out of his mouth is ten times funny. Oh yeah, and because I think that's part of his coaching, uh, his his coaching technique is he'll try to say something in a way that makes you remember it, so that it, the next time you're in that situation, you think back to like what he said, and uh, it is effective. It is effective because I still, I, again, I can't repeat pretty much every, sure. every any any of those phrases back on here, but it uh, it is effective. Well, he he's hilarious. Um, he is supremely intelligent. He is a defensive genius. And then on top of that, he is such a nice man. Mm -hmm. If you get an opportunity to spend time with Greg Williams, you're like, wow, this guy is really a gentleman. So I think people on the outside are thinking one thing of him is that he's a complex dude, but he's one of the nicest guys in the building, period. Yeah, definitely. And I was I, I, like, I was kind of, I was a little intimidated by him just because you, you, you hear about like the reputation and, yeah. and everything like that. But then once you actually get to sit down and talk with him, he's, he's just a totally, he's the nicest guy. And, uh, well, I won't say the nicest guy, but he's, he's, he's a, he's a fun dude to be around. He's, um, he's a genuine guy. He, he wants the best for, for everybody in that room. And, uh, he's, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a good dude. One more thing before we let you go. I'm going to give you an opportunity here on the official Jets podcast. You can accept it. You can decline it. Feelings won't be hurt. But do you want to reveal where the nickname Goose started? I stay, tried. Stay, I, I stay, tried that stays in the lock. It's a secret. Stays, I don't think anybody. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody knows yet in the locker room. So I'm just going to keep it, uh, keep it close to my chest for now. All right, fair See enough. See if anybody ends up. Yeah, and there's a lot of half truths out there, but he likes the mystery, a man of mystery. All right, number ninety six, Henry Anderson. Thanks for coming on the official Jets podcast presented by AWS in the Bet MGM Casino Studio. Rate us, review us, five stars, please. Apple Podcast, YouTube, NewYorkTest.com. Have a lovely Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Hawaiian chicken. I will. Can't wait. Yeah. Make sure you guys. Talk to Frankie while he's putting in all that hard work. Yeah. Oh, I will. All right. I will. <laughs>